Conesty, how are ye? Welcome back to the Candlelit Tales podcast where we tell stories from Irish mythology and folklore and chat about them afterwards. This is the third episode in our series, The Tawn Mosaic. In this series, we are retelling the tawn from multiple perspectives. And this episode in particular is going to feature multiple perspectives from multiple different characters. This is a tale of violence and glory and more violence. This podcast is brought to you by our supporters at Patreon. You can join them over at patreon.com forward slash candlelit tales. Or you can make a one-time donation using the PayPal button on our website. You can like, you can share, you can comment. But above all, enjoy. And for now, we're going to tell you a story. Sky. Blue. Clouds. Dark. Feeling. Wind. Cool, cold, dark, strange, clouds, horizon, blowing strangeness closer. Winds spread wide, flick, swoop, die, fly, light through the sky. Strange, shiny glints down below, marching, drums, Feet, earth, ground, blood, the promise of blood. There's going to be a raid. There's going to be a raid, and I am here to make sure that the Queen looks her best. To do the hair of Queen Maeve. You can't tame it. You'd break your comb. I've broken many, but her headdress is of gold. It doesn't even need pins, it just sits in her hair like a bird in a nest. And the red hair glinting through the gold looks like it's on fire makes her look even more like light. I want to try it on. Every time I hold it, I wish I could try it on. I think it would slip out of my hair. My hair is reddish, but not so bright as hers. and finer. I need to pin it, or braid it, twist the hair through the golden headdress. She's gathering messengers, the troops that are arriving, all these young men going on a raid, going to a fight, but really, going to get cattle and wealth and reputation, gather stories they can boast about in the drinking hall. And I'll be pouring their wine in the drinking hall and they'll be telling me all about this man and that man who's too scared to fight them. And if they see the Queen's handmaiden in a golden headdress in that drinking hall, why I think I'll have my pick. Especially the ones that couldn't marry now but maybe will be able to. 
I don't know. Perhaps I could dream a little bigger. There are so many to choose from. And then there's that one. The king's son from Ulster. The one who left. Cormac. He came with a whole company of warriors. Sent two before they ever arrived with these ones. Their long cloaks and their golden hair. And every time one stepped, they all stepped at the same moment, so the ground seemed to shake. It was like a giant walking. They looked like something out of a story. And now the Queen is hearing messages. How fares Kelthkar Magathakar? Is in his weakness, my Queen? And how fares Owen Macdurtuk? He's lying under the curse, my Queen. And how fares Crufor Macnessa? He's lying in the pains of childbirth, my Queen. She smiles at that. She likes to think of that man writhing in pain. I hope she lets me come. To do her hair for the battlefield. She hardly will, but she might. I think she'd like to see Crufor Macnessa brought low. Well, she had time to bring a girl along to do her hair. They've never seen the likes of this before. God, there's so many banners now snapping in the wind. Men fighting armies, groups, tribes coming from all over Ireland. I've never seen it. All gathered for her. Get up there now and go. Sure we've come a long way down from the south. Up north and out to the west again. To croak on eye. To see this. Armies and armies. The likes of which I've never seen. The number of men. Fighting men and women and... All the rest come now. The banners snapping in the winds from all of the provinces. And the hilltops. The fighting factions. Jeez, to see the Galena and their fine shining armour and their beautiful blue tunics. Jeez, you'd swear they were made up for a fair more than a fight. And there, Cormac Lingus and his band of men, fine tunics and blonde hair. I mean, I wouldn't have come only for money demanding it, huh? I mean, all of the Queen Maeve's sons have allies all over the country, and so when the word came that she had to gather all of those allies to come, well, she wouldn't go against her. Queen Maeve. She runs a tight ship, I'll tell you. We're here because of duty, really. But we're also here because of the promise. Hmm? The promise made of bounty. Of an empty Ulster undefended to take what we like and rampage, ruin, and drive off what we want. And they, after pushing out the borders of Ulster, year in, year out, pushing it back the way as if defying anyone, daring us to fight them. <laughs> and they having a curse on them. 
There she is, driving past her chariot, surveying all these gathered men. What a whip of red hair, the long face, the curves of her body. Intoxicating indeed, God, what I wouldn't do. No, I won't be thinking those thoughts, no, no, I'll be marching, marching orders, feet going the right direction. All to revenge Manya's brother, of course. According to Manya and O. Was it Manya Mohermel? Manya Ohermel, there's so many Manyas. <laughs> Queen Maeve. All her sons called Manya, because one day there's a prophecy that a Manya will kill Crohor, Macnass, and Ulster. That'll show you now the rivalry between these two provinces. There's so many gathered, just in one place, all to fight the Ulstermen. <laughs> It'll show them, after all their cockiness over the years, after their provinces rampaged and ruined, emptied of all of the goods and the cattle driven off, well, <laughs> that'll show them for being cocky. That'll show them rightly, once every bull is driven off. We'll see why is the last laugh. Of course everyone's looking at her mother. That red hair, golden headdress, that long pale face. But I only have eyes for the girl beside her. Finever. My Finever, I thought once. Finever, whose hand I won. Her father asked for such a bride price. A slaying of a paste and a pool, and she helped me. And that was how I knew she wanted me to win her. Why would she have helped me if she hadn't wanted me? I gave them everything they asked for. Everything Oliel and Maeve set me to, I did. But still they're keeping me at this remove. Because Maeve has another cattle raid in mind and I think it suits her to have Finever unwed. By rights she should be mine by now. She should be by my side. She should be in my arms. We made our own promises to each other. I gave her my heart. I've never given it before. I don't understand why she doesn't stand up to her mother. If this is what Finever wants, then... Then it would hurt. But I would understand. I wouldn't want her if she wasn't willing. If she didn't want me to. If she wants me to fight again, I'll fight again and I'll win again. But I don't think this is what Finnever wants. I think this is what her mother wants. Try to catch her eye. She looks away. Has she gone off me? Or did her mother tell her to smile over there? Who is she smiling at? She can't want him. Thick-skinned, half-furbolg, blunt-fingered Ferdia. She can't want him. Over me. Freak.
I snap out of reprieve. After looking down across the whole army, my head started spinning. I'm staring out ahead of me, but my head's miles away, thinking about Ulster. <laughs> I snap out of it, and there she is, staring at me for God knows how long, sure. Finnever, the fair eyebrows and her, and the beautiful curves. God, she's even more beautiful than her mother. My head still can't be pulled out of Ulster. Province abandoned my mother's own home. I couldn't believe it. If it wasn't told, and everyone knows it. And the old the Ulsterman here to, to prove it, the curse. Maka, they say. Best kept secret. Coo never mentioned it. Not with all the training we had together, the times we spent together. The friendship, the closeness. Having him in my arms. Holding him. We were bonded closer than brothers. Like. Training hard in Skarks Island. The hardest place there ever is to train. The feats we learnt there. The skill she showed us. Pure magic. The movement of blade and sword, spear. Once it comes part of your body, you can just do things. Coup is magnificent. Better than better than nearly everyone else bar me almost as good as me I'd say nearly got it man again game go again such a ferocious warrior and these lads they don't know what to expect because I know well he won't be held down he won't stop they call me thick skin because no point nor blade will pierce my skin but they're all thick in the head if they think they can walk into Ulster without him doing a thing they're all mad they're going to get knocked back on their backsides soon enough soon as we get to that border now he'll I just don't know what he can do to the size of an arm like this but he'll do something he'll he'll throw a stone through all his head no I wouldn't do that but he might knock down a chariot full in charge never saw the warp spasm the anger that takes him Remember Skok training him to hold and mould and focus that rage. <laughs> Jesus. They're up against it now, no matter what. Especially if he loses his temper, I mean. He'll do something brilliant, no doubt. I haven't a clue what it is, but whatever it is, I'm staying right smack in the middle of this giant army as we go marching into Ulster. Oh, they'll be driving off cattle and bulls and whatever livestock they can get their hands on, sure enough. I'll be keeping my eye out for any stones flying, for any wee hounds in the shrubs, thickets and trees. He'll be on the sidelines, for sure. I'll stay right bang smack in the middle, having a clue what to expect. <laughs> These lads, I mean, they're having a clue. Oh yeah, it'll be nice to pull up against them. Show the cocky Ulstermen are right. But still, not a one of them know. Not a one of them have a clue. Not a notion. About him. About coup. But I do.
Off-draft. No more flapping. Steady. Down below shiny spear points in the sun. Something. Something more. Not here. Away. North. Cold. Colder. Driving. Flying. Fast. Shadow on the landscape. White. Below. Black. Below. Easy, child, easy, yes, I know, breathe, okay, breathe, calm, open your mouth, drink, something, lean your head back, close your eyes, voila, lie down, here's some soft, cold linen over your eyes, soothing for the forehead, calm, breathe, oh good, he's managed to drink a wee bit, he's going into spasm again, just... Get through this one contraction, one at a time. Listen to my voice. Breathe easy. Very good. Okay. And that's a mouthful. There. He's drunk something. He woke up in the wee hours. That scream that nearly went through my head gave me a migraine from this moment. The head's got worse. The hands. Oh, they ache. Bones, cold and sore, a dull aching. Oh, if my hands were still youthful, I'd be taking out my sword and marching the woman down to the border. But not anymore. I can feel the winter's coldness coming in harsh and firm, the calyuk, bearing her teeth at us, snarling, taking lives with her, no doubt. Won't be able for much more than caring for this lump. I'll stay here with him. Make sure he doesn't die. Clean up after him. Mama's mess. To be made nice and clean for him. Though, there you go again. Just make sure he drinks something in between these convulsions, these agonizing screams. Make sure he's alive by the time this curse swears off him. He soothes back. Drops into a dreary sleep. Crows outside. They swirling with the wind. Like a dark cloud gathering over the frosted ground. They're mocking, jeering calls. I can see them. Bringing her curse with them. We bastards. As if we didn't have enough hardship up here in the north without Maka's curse to be trailing after us. Now everyone, everyone knows. All the fighting men are down. And I've had to send messages to every single home, Landstead Farm, to abandon their lands, give their livestock up, run into the forests, the quiet places, the lonely hills. Messengers looked at me as if I had two heads, tell them to go out there and tell everyone to run off. A death sentence to some. Many won't survive the harsh winter without their homes and their fires. And these armies coming to march on us. All for this cursed curse. We know this as an army coming because 
every single man is struck down by the pains. Childbirth, this is worse than childbirth. Not that I remember it much. You have to go into a state stasis. I held on to Crahor for a whole day. I sat down firmly, closed my legs. If I can do it, you can too. Folded over my legs because I was told the king wouldn't be born until the next day. So I waited. And we can wait too. One contraction at a time. Breathe in. And only now focus on the pain. As it leaves your body with a breath. Exhale. Breathe it out. Hold. Relax. There you go. Just one at a time. One at a time. You'll get through it. He's drifting into sleep again. In and out, like this, for hours. He'll get through this. One day at a time. Just won't mention that it's nine days and nine nights. Here I am, and here I'll stay. Until the curse swears off, and the Ulster men arise and awaken. Voices, colours, same, different, same. I land. I land. I stand. And the wings are a cloak now. And I am here to drink in their screams. Those strong men. Those strong protectors. Those strong protective men. Who let me... A pregnant woman run a foot race for their entertainment. Who saw my twins die for their entertainment. Who saw me weep and beg for their entertainment. If they don't want to use their strength to protect, well, they don't have that choice anymore. Their screams rend the air. A man could die of pride in nine days of agony. I don't think their women will let them. I think maybe they should. Perhaps one or two will. If their strong, protective man is a little too free with his fists, in between the wars, why, it might be a good time not to feed him careful zips of bra. Let him slip away. The king's mother is looking at me with her cold, angry eyes. But I remember you, Nessa. I remember when vengeance was your heartbeat and you and I were one. I leap. Feathers. Wings, sky, pale blue, fly. Oh, there it is again. Mother of divine fuck, never experienced the pain like this. I'd rather take a knife to the 
good than go through this again. I needed to use this off. I expect you might not have it again until it comes and mother of divine Christ it's worse each time there. Sweat on my hands, my face feeling drowsy. Haven't slept at all and and then I look down at the ground and see Larry Buick, my son's son, doubled over, screaming in agony. The women going to him to nurse him again, get him to drink something. <sighs> the last time I was younger, it struck. I felt I was able for it this time. Not sure I can handle the nine days. Don't think about it. Don't think about nine days. Mother of fuck, there it is again. Ah, this is beyond agony. Old body's convulsing. My old bones can't handle it. My hair's gone grey. I'd rather pull it out with my teeth than suffer through this anymore. Mother of mine, fuck it. I'll just have to piss and shit myself and get through these days of wakefulness until the night descends. <laughs> oh, for Mucka's curse. The cursed crows hanging in the air. You swear they're laughing at me. They're laughing with their open beaks and their feathered wings. Curses on them. The armies are all gathered now. Eighteen factions. I don't know which my favourite is. I like some of the Ulstermen, but the Leinstermen have something. Polish, maybe? little more refinement. Can't put my finger on it. But I'd like to put my fingers on it. Maeve is riding out to see their druid, to hear a prophecy. I come with her in the chariot, but not inside to speak to the druid. Whatever words he has for her are between her and him, I suppose. I hope the druid tells her to let me come. It happens on the way back. We turn around, both of us standing side by side in her chariot, and it's such a sight to see. All those armies spread out between four fords, with all their fires glinting, glimmering, spread out and covering the plain of Crocon Eye. And I, suddenly, I... I see... I turn to the queen, the mortal queen, and I tell her, I see them all crimson. I see them all red. And she asks my name. I tell her, I am a servant, the servant of Krokon. She asks me again what I see. She argues. But I tell her, I see them all crimson, I see them all red. And she asks a third time, the third time I tell her, I see them all crimson, I see them all red. I see him, low, agile, beautiful. The hound, running, the hound, 
dark. The hound. The hound of Mertevna. The scythe. Her army. Wheat. I see. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> I don't know why I said all that. And I, I said a name that wasn't mine. I feel dizzy. I feel like I stood up too suddenly. I feel nauseous or drunk. My head. But the queen. My queen, she, she tells me I did well. She tells me I'm to come with her. It's settled. I'm coming on the raid. She even tells me I can wear her headdress. Flapping winds, murder, crows, cawing. So many birds' wings flying, flapping, black feathers flickering, flipping between clouds. And down below, hovering, swirling, swooping high, looking, staring. Flapping wings, beating drums. Black wings beating like the beating of the hearts below. So much blood beating, beating. 